Welcome new listeners or welcome back regular fans to Work at Life. I am Maddie Grant, culture consultant at Propel, and I'm here with my fabulous co-star, co-host, sorry, <laughs> co-star is the same, uh, Sonia Lacina, president of the workforce division at Question Pro, who is also an organizational psychologist. Work at Life is a show for everyone, whether you're an employee or an employer who believes that work should be just as fulfilling as life outside of work. This means that we explore a ton of burning topics related to creating more human workplaces. And what's different is that we look at burning issues through the lens of both the individual and the organization. And we want you to leave every episode with at least one practical idea to take back with you. But today I have a super special announcement. We have a very special guest. Um, as some of you may know, we are in the HubSpot Creators Program. And as such, we have the opportunity to chat with some of the big VIP podcasters on the HubSpot Podcast Network. So I am so excited to talk to Yag from ABM Conversation, which is a huge marketing podcast. And so I'm going to ask you, Yag, to um, introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little bit about your podcast, and then we'll circle back to Sonia um, for our data point related to our conversation today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Maddie, and thank you so much, Sonia. I'm absolutely excited to be on the show here. Um, I'm Yag. Uh, for people who might not know me, I'm a marketer. I've been in the world of marketing for the last 13 years, specifically in MarTech for the last 10 years. And um, I love doing podcasting. I love solving problems, especially, you know, anything to do with uh, something that's on the business side of the world, especially for marketers and salespeople. And apart from that, I run a podcast, as Maddie mentioned, the ABM Conversations podcast. I've been doing that for the last two and a half years. I've had the good fortune to uh, have people like Seth Gordon, Guy Kawasaki, Rand Fishkin, um, the who's who of marketing on the show uh, in a sense like, you know, Amazing. I've had the opportunity to um, brace shoulders with them and learn a lot from those people. And I work for a company called Avoma, which is into conversation intelligence. I'm the director of marketing there and uh, pretty much enjoying that journey of building the startup from scratch. And it's been about um, the company has been into existence for four and a half years. And it's been quite an exciting journey now. That's so awesome. And what you all might not know is I'm actually a marketer at heart, although not trained <laughs> as a marketer. But in my kind of digital strategy background, um, I did a lot of work related to social media strategy and communications and basically, you know, how to tell the story of your organization, you know, on the internet, which is basically marketing, right? Um, so I definitely have a marketing head. So I'm very excited to have this conversation and to talk marketing and culture, because, of course, <laughs> our podcast is all about, you know, work and life, which means culture, essentially. Yeah, I'll jump into some some conversation and data points. And I think for me, what, what comes to mind when we think about organizational culture and brand, like I remember many moons ago when I was finishing my PhD and I was very scientific and I remember in all of my presentations in grad school I would think about statistical significance and did I run a regression analysis or an HLM and 
and how to present that. And then I went into the work world and I saw people presenting there and they were almost entertainers. And I thought, wait a minute, <laughs> I need to be an academic and an entertainer to be successful. Like, that's not fair. Um, that's a totally different skill set. But all jokes aside, there is a way, how do you connect with people? And how do you, if you're really passionate about something and if you're good at something, how do you communicate that to the world in a way that resonates? And I feel like that's very much true for organizations because if you're a brilliant place to work and you have really strong values and you care about your employees, that's this critical foundation. But then how do you share that with the world? How do you make sure that more than those individuals who know you and who are fortunate enough to work for you um, are interested? And how do you get that story out? And so to me, I think that there's so much you know, in a more traditional way that HR and people teams do to make sure that, a, you know, a company has a strong culture, but there's probably still, you know, continues to be this tremendous opportunity to collaborate with marketing, because even when you think about employment brand and what does your organization stand for, how do you continue to share that message really well? How do you continue to get that out in the world? And that's where it's this, I think, really, really significant overlap um, between culture and marketing and why, um, yeah, we're so happy to have you today because it's it's such a brilliant perspective. And so to set the stage and kick us off with data points and while we're talking about this, you know, because it's, you know, how does the world see this connection? But, you know, beyond the three of us who are smiling here and, and excited to talk about the topic, one of the questions that we asked to workers in the United States is how important is it to have a sense of what a company's culture is like when you're applying for a job there? So now one of the hottest topics is, you know, we hear about the great resignation and there's these huge shifts everywhere and the vast majority of organizations are hiring. And so like everyone's looking for these ways. How do I do it more effectively? What should I do? How important um, is company culture? And wow, um, yeah. for the people that we ask, how important is it? 85% said that it's important with 53% saying it's extremely important. 1% said that it's not important at all. One. <laughs> so of course there's an outlier in every rule, but if you're thinking about it as an organization, and if you think about for the people who I'm attracting, how important as a part of their decision is it for them to understand what our culture is, it's virtually important to everyone. So then maybe the next logical question is, okay, so how do we get that out there? How do we effectively communicate it? And so the second qu follow-up question that we asked is, if you're applying for jobs and wanted to learn about a prospective company's culture, where would you look for this information to learn more about it? And maybe interestingly, the most people said company website. So this question was a select all that applies. 59% said that they would go to company websites. So when you're thinking about whether you have careers pages or how you're really communicating your essence, depending on what your industry you're in, you can't miss the opportunity to talk about your culture and your website. That is really, really critical. Um, the second highest one with 40% is people wanted to talk to others who work there. So when you think about it right now, like LinkedIn is huge. You can just go on there, look at an organization and find people who work at the company. Maybe some of them you'd be surprised and you say, wait a minute, you know, it's my first degree connection. I had no idea that my friend Joe works for this company. I'm going to send him a message and find that out. Or, ah, this is a second degree connection, but I'm going to reach out to them. So the world all of a sudden became really, really small. 
Um, the third one that was the highest with 29% was asking during an interview. And so when you think about it, traditionally in interviews, a lot of times people would think, you know, I'm being evaluated. I'm a job applicant and I'm here and I'm being evaluated for somebody to decide if I'm suitable for this role. Well, of course, we look at the statistics and we look at that, you know, hiring rates and how many people are in the market and supply and demand. And most people are saying in many professions, it's the job seekers market. So when you think about as well, that communication and when a candidate asks the person interviewing them, well, tell me about the company. That's where you really become the spokesperson for the organization. That's where no matter what position you're in, you're in the spot to in a way really, really communicate with them and connect with them on what it is that you love about the company, what is it going to offer to them, et cetera. Um, so, so many different touch points and a couple of um, more things that we asked for one, for example, was reviews on Glassdoor. And that was about 22% of people um, that went there. And then only 5% of people said that they don't really care much to learn about the company culture. So if you think about it, 95% of people we ask that they are seeking information in different places as a part of their hiring process. So those are our data points for today. And again, to just re reiterate the criticality of why, you know, having such a good story, having such an employment, you know, important employment brand is, is so important today. So yeah, what, when you saw this data, like what comes to mind out of, out of your world, like what's kind of like either a wow moment or like a practical recommendation or just any, any insights. I, I shared a bunch now <laughs> from an no. organizational psychologist standpoint, but. <laughs> no, I absolutely love it. And um, I think it's pretty straightforward because at the end of the day, um, you know, if you have to take away all the numbers and just purely think as an individual, you know, you also, you always want to work in a place where you, you feel like, yes, I, this is the place I want to be. You know, I want to like say right now I'm, um, I'm talking from India. It's like 12 in the night. I'm still proudly wearing a Uma t-shirt. Um, you know, that shows that I absolutely love and I'm passionate about this organization and I'm very happy to represent. And what this tells me is that when I look back over the last 13 years or so, I've worked in different organizations and Culture is something that is not very easily understandable from the outside. Yes, you might have a lot of amazing things on your website or say, you know, you might have some um, photos of pool tables and uh, beer pongs and all of that, <laughs> like, you know, and unfortunately, a lot of people think that is what culture is all about. But it, it really comes down to um, can you, um, you know, can you feel that you belong to this place? And I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples of what I looked for when I joined Avoma. To me, there are certain fundamental values that are very, very important. I look for, is there absolute transparency? You know, can I completely take ownership of what I do and uh, what I deliver? And um, and then there are, I'll give you one, one example. So what I did was, before I joined Avoma, I was observing my organization Avuma, for more than a year as an outsider. I was working for some other company, but I knew the founder uh, because in one of the previous companies, I had tried to sell him one of our products and uh, <laughs> you know, it didn't go through, but uh, we were still in touch. And um, it was like four or five years back. And I was consistently looking at how the person conducts himself, like what are the things that he's doing. And then I saw that he started this company called Avuma. Everything was going fantastic. And uh, there were a few, 
few uh, ideologies that I could see from the way he was talking about, which resonated with me. So the example that I was talking about was that, you know, in the world of marketing, especially when you do uh, research about a product, there is a, there is a belief system with certain set of people who think that it's okay to mystery shop in the sense like, you know, sign up for one of your competitors' products and try and understand how their product works. It's, it's part of their uh, product study. And I always thought that it's not a nice practice. It's not nice to do. If I'm, a, if I'm doing a demo of my product to you and if you have used one of my competitors' products and then you say, yeah, I've tried that product, but you know this particular aspect of your product, I like it better because of X, Y, and Z. That conversation is a lot better than me sneakily trying to understand by you know yeah. using a fake email address and all of that. And I saw values like these um, that my CEO was talking about in one of the podcasts that I used to hear. And then I saw some of the fundamental values wherein there was transparency across the organization. Like anybody from the CEO to the last person who is uh, you know, working on product development or probably who just joined a week ago, knew exactly that where we stood in terms of revenue, what were our core values, what we do, what we don't do, and uh, how we conduct ourselves, and what do we actually stand for, right? And as a marketer, if I have to put it in one sentence, I would say that if you have a point of view, if you have a culture, you need to name it, frame it, and claim it. And that is absolutely important. I love that so much. Name it, frame it. And I'm going to write it down. <laughs> but it's true. You know, in, in my work as a culture consultant, I definitely think that the ability to really describe authentically what your culture is, is not something that a lot of organizations or companies really know how to do. Um, and, but it now with the great resignation in the U S at least it could make and break you know your interviewing process right you have to be able to say what you stand for externally as well as what you know how you operate internally from a culture perspective and it's okay to be a certain way that works for you like it's not about there's no such thing as an ideal culture that every company needs to be um, yeah. absolutely not but you have to be able to say, you know, we work in this way because it makes the most sense for the success of our business. Um, and I actually yeah. have a good example right now in the U.S. We're all talking about return to the workplace and hybrid work and all of this. And um, we were talking with an organization that has um, a lobbying department. Um, and we're, I'm based in Washington, D.C., so the, a lot of groups that we work with, you know, have some presence on Capitol Hill. But basically, they said, you know, if, if we're having a meeting with a politician and there's three people in the room and one person calling in on Zoom, you know, guess who's going to get the short end of the stick or who's not going to be seen as, it, as, as important as the others? It's the person on Zoom. So in our yeah. case specifically because of the work that we do, it makes much more sense to be working, you know, in the office in person. Um, whereas a, you know, different company could be even working in the same space, but, you know, not meeting with politicians or whatever. And, you know, for them being able to be a hundred percent remote is, is the best way, you know, that works for them. So they, their staff don't waste any time, you know, commuting to the office or whatever. Um, and that's, you know, that's, 
that is just one kind of cultural aspect. So the flexibility and can you work remotely or not, but it's huge right now. And there's, I've personally talked to many people who, who basically turned down jobs because they couldn't have that flexibility, you know? So like through the, the pandemic, if you know that you can do good work from home, then you have to have a really good argument for bringing people back, you know, into an office, which is a whole nother rabbit hole conversation we don't need to get into. But I think from a marketing perspective, my question is, you know, have you seen or do you have advice for how companies can really talk about how, you know, what their attitude is towards flexibility, towards remote work, towards some of these culture things that are, you know, really critical that people are, are looking for right now as they're moving on from one company to another? Right. I think that's a very important question. Uh, if I have to draw a parallel from the marketing world, I would, you know, probably equate culture to brand. Uh, because, see, at the end of the day, um, whether you do something specific towards that or not, you do have a brand. Similarly, yeah. whether you take a step towards that or not, you do have a culture. And at some point, the, the only question here is, do you have control over your culture or not? Are you are you doing it uh, proactively, assuming that this is how the culture needs to be? Or eventually something shapes up and then we end up calling it a culture that can also happen. And today, especially in the remote world, you know, majority of the companies right now since COVID, um, you know, are working remote. And when one of the shifts that has happened in this case is that a lot of people have this mindset of coming in from a physical office to a remote office in the sense like you cannot replicate what works in a physical office into remote, you know, like say, just because you probably conducted some uh, fun sessions there and you try to replicate it here. But the point of view that people need to understand is that when you look at remote, you need to come in from a remote first perspective. That means every single touch point that happens across the company, like how you communicate with each other within the organization or how um, you know information is shared. Um, it could be about transparency. It could be about, uh, you know, a flat organization where anybody can reach anybody or, you know, how do you conduct yourself? How you do an interview? You know, how, how do you connect with somebody else? Like what sort of a respect that you show to the other person? How do you, there are so many aspects and with every single touch point, you know, you are either attracting people towards you or you're probably pushing them away a thousand miles. So yeah. it needs <laughs> to be extremely, you know, focused. And I would definitely say that it's, it's one of the things that, uh, you know, we certainly need to take pride in. Um, and one of the examples that come to my mind, which I really, really appreciated as taking a stand is, uh, you know, um, I saw the CEO of Coinbase a few months back where, you know, he took a stand to say that, hey, do not discuss politics in office. And uh, it's, it's to me that I really appreciated it because you, you kind of tend to... Um, eventually take sides you can either be right wing or left wing you can be a liberal or you can be a republican but at the end of the day when you're at work you're all collectively working towards a common goal and certain things you know when you start talking about certain things it's it might create a divide and 
to me it's like yeah there are certain companies where it it works great but as a company you set forth something yeah at that point when you take a stand it's going to create a lot of disruption within the organization but in the long term you know you know what this company stands for you know that hey here when i go in this is what i need to expect so yeah i think it's i would if i have to simplify it i would say it comes down to setting the right expectations and uh, you know as uh, sanya initially described that you can either con- uh, you know call out and reach out to people and understand hey how is a particular company working you know today with with the advent of linkedin and all the other social media it's it's like connecting to people and trying to identify how something works is not too difficult and uh, you know one way or the other you're going to get to know what to expect and um generally i would also prefer to ask this as part of an interview conversation because at the end of the day um, as you rightly said you know it's it's a two way street it's not like i'm looking for an opportunity yes i am but at the end of the day you know i need to be in a place where i feel passionate to go in every day you know at the end of yeah. the day though i'm here like say my organization is in california i'm working here from india like majority of our team are remote wherein everybody is in different parts of the world but still you know you yeah. you have a common emotion you have a common thought process and you have a common line that you thread on and that to be built is very very important and you cannot do without it and at the end of the day all these things shows up right so how everybody talks on linkedin your your team you know the kind of posts that they make or uh, the 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 language that you use on your website for instance you know even when you take a stand it's about the small languaging that you use for example somebody could say that uh, difference between two sentences right i could say it is stupid to do this or i can say that hey this is a great way to look at it both mean the same but the perspective and how you put it showcases that are you are you the person who's going to be thoughtful or are you going to be just brash in just speaking out things for the sake of it so that balance there are set of things that you show in every single touch point and that to me is where the foundation is yeah i love that and I, as you're talking one of the things that keeps coming to mind is the the why so when you were mentioning you know are we physically in the office are we remote what are we doing i feel like a lot of us thought about how do we do something and what are we doing and then how do we replicate it but now i think is such a great time to do some soul searching and really yeah. ask the like the why behind we've done this for a really long time this is how the why what were we trying to accomplish and who are we and i think the clearer those conversations are the more effectively they can be communicated internally to the employees and have people get really excited about it and then also get really creative because i think today more than anything like i love the story you're in india i'm in argentina maddie's in the us like people over the last few years have connected more effectively globally with different backgrounds than ever before and sometimes we had to be really creative to yeah. get that done and to get it done well and how fun is that and so i think for organizations to think about that not as this daunting task but really like do a little bit of soul searching and also do some you know redefining because we're not the same person always in our lives and neither does have to be an organization yeah. And so this is the moment to say well who was I and who am I and do I like that and if I don't who do I want to be and how do I work towards that and then how do I tell a story to get everybody around me excited but when you have that clarity I think that story becomes that much more compelling that much more engaging and that much more sincere for all of those that can that can listen to it so I think to me again I 
from my my marketing heart, um, this is just such an exciting time for people and for organizations to to do some of this work. You know, one of the things that, as you said, uh, what also comes to my mind is that I've been a startup person at heart. And, uh, you know, I, most of the companies that I've worked uh, have been early stage companies and I've enjoyed building things from the scratch. And one of the culture aspects that uh, really is important at that point is that, you know, it, it comes down to bringing in the right people to the team at that point, right? So in, in the very initial stages, uh, you know, it's it's very, very important to um, have that kind of a mindset to look at all these cultural aspects while you recruit your team. You know, it's a, it's about how the person conducts themselves, you know, what they look into, what are their personal values. And fundamentally, yeah. you need to, um, you know, sometimes we have taken this call internally saying that, hey, the person might be fantastic in what they've accomplished and what their abilities are. But if this person is going to disrupt and, uh, may, you know, maybe if that person is going to bring down the morale of 10 other people in the team, I would rather not have that person on the team. Yeah. So these are certain things. And and as you rightly said, you know, you can connect with anybody across the world. And it's it's like there are always, you know, I'll, I'll flip a perspective there and say that, yeah, we are different people at different times. But if you look at it. There's, there's something that, uh, you know, Michael Jackson once said, which really, really excited me once, where he said that wherever he played his songs in different parts of the world, you know, people often laughed and cried at the same places in the song. So it shows that as humans, our emotions are pretty, uh, you know, standard in different areas. And I'll, I'll tell you my personal story that I probably haven't shared, shared anywhere else online. So... This so happened in uh, 2015 or 16 when I was uh, writing my first book. Uh, I was interviewing a lot of people, a lot of uh, CMOs and uh, VPs of marketing um, around different parts of the world. And it so happened that I connected with a guy called Chris in the Netherlands. And he gave me a 20-minute appointment. And um, we started talking. And we ended up talking for a couple of hours. And, uh, you know, we hit it off. We became such good friends. Like, we started regularly hanging out. Six months fast forward, like I was in his house in the Netherlands and I stayed with him for 10 days. We went to the Chamber of Commerce, worked on a set of projects together. But at the end of the day, I became so close to him and his family. And uh, at the 10th day where I was returning back to India, I was like literally uh, in tears. I did not want to leave. And to me, it, it was like crazy that, uh, you know, at that point, a 33-year-old person, uh, you know, crying like a stupid guy in an airport for, for hours together, it was like, what the hell is happening? But but then you realize that uh, certain things are very universal. You know, you, you, you just connected certain points. It doesn't matter what color, what race, where people are. As long as yeah. there are certain principles and certain things that are aligned and you connect at the core, and that core is, is you know, your culture, your mindset and all these things that come everywhere. That's so that's so true. And it's it's like culture, I would say, is is the way the kind of infrastructure that helps you connect with other people. Right. Or prospective people. And then the marketing is how you talk about that. Right. Yeah. So it's it's all interconnected, but it's it's also really about the human beings inside the workplace. And I think the best marketing, and this is definitely, you know, relatively old school to say, but the best marketing is the um, kind of evangelism from, you know, people who love the brand 
And who are the people who love the brand the most? Well, they're the employees who um, are sticking around, let's say, (laughs) and not those who are walking out the door. But um, I think from an employer, you know, organization perspective, like how can you be that, that company that attracts people? Like all these people are leaving their old jobs. They're all looking for new jobs. You know, how do you get people to come to you? Well, you, you know, create this culture that your existing employees can talk about because, you know, there's like we've all been saying, it's so easy for people to um, to get to know each other online now. And even if there were strangers five minutes ago, (laughs) you know, people are so willing to have a conversation And I think the old, old, old school marketing, which is more like spin, just doesn't work anymore. Like you you can find out immediately, instantly on Glassdoor if, you know, what what the the pretty slide decks say or the nice web (laughs) page says about your company is not actually true, right? So I don't know. I, I do think, like Sonia said, it's this is a really exciting time for organizations if they if they pick up what's being put down right and run with it and kind of do more with it there's a big opportunity um so we are of course out of time as always um yeah do you want to give us a little you know final thought so if i have to uh, sum it up you know as an evangelist i would just put it in one line i would say that uh, you know the role of somebody building this culture is is like you know you should you should probably think of this as planting seeds and you plant seeds across different places and you never know which one blossoms but at the end of the day your role is to consistently uh, keep planting them and keep nurturing them and it's like the chinese bamboo you know it might nothing might happen for 4 years or 5 years and suddenly you realize that it grows 90 feet so it's like I think a forest. that is what it's all about <laughs> i love that i love that mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Thank you so much for for coming on the podcast with us. Sonia, do you have any other, any final thoughts? No final thoughts. Just, I'm so happy. Thank you. Thank you for your story, all the stories, for your great insights. I even have notes. Like I don't usually take, you know, notes during our podcast. (laughs) This was really fun and and really insightful. So I'm just very grateful for, for your time and all of the experience you shared with us today. No, I'm absolutely grateful as well. You know, it's it's beautiful to connect with people around the world and uh, build these relationships. At the end of the day, that's what counts, right? So we are not going to remember the yeah. the different jobs that we worked on, but the people that uh, we love yeah. connecting and enjoying talking to. So thank you so much. I had so much pleasure being here and appreciate the opportunity for having me. Awesome. Thank you. And see everybody next week. <laughs> <laughs>